Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome to church, everybody. We are so glad you are here. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the new format of online church. Um, as we mentioned last week, we've put a bunch of time and effort into um, revamping our online church experience. So uh, I hope you are enjoying that this morning. Uh, if you're joining us for the very first time, we are uh, midway through um, studying the book of Romans. And um, as I'm looking through my notes here, we have, man, we've covered some territory. We've looked at the the history of Rome when this book was written. Uh, we've looked at the Protestant Reformation from 500 years ago with Martin Luther. We've looked at Saul's conversion, uh, our identity in Christ. Uh, we've looked at righteousness um, by faith. We've looked at God's wrath and human sin and pride. Uh, we've looked at how God sees us, how God treats us, um, and then that should replicate how we see and treat other people. Uh, we've looked at uh, how Paul uses Abraham to build his case about how it's faith alone that leads to salvation, not by works. Uh, and then last week we jumped into chapter 5 and looked at the, the idea of reconciliation and, and sort of brought that into uh, the contemporary themes that are happening today, uh, especially with, uh, say, reconciliation uh, between people. And we had a fantastic interview with uh, Scott Dahla, who is a singer-songwriter and Indigenous activist, who, um, you know, hopefully you enjoyed that. And I certainly enjoyed having that conversation with Scott, um, just looking at, um, you know, how we can be part of the solution to better understand uh, indigenous issues um, and race issues in our own country and be part of the solution. So today we're going to move into um, the back half of Romans chapter 5 verses 12 to 21. And look, there's there's no um, two ways about it. This is a, it feels like when you're reading this, you're just turning yourself in knots. It just seems, it can be quite a confusing, um, overwhelming passage of scripture. But um, my goal today is to untangle those knots for you and hopefully we can all understand what Paul is saying here. In fact, about this passage, about these nine uh, passages of Scripture right here, Martin Luther says that it's, it's, uh, there's hardly another passage in the whole Bible which can equal this triumphal text. That he would say that this passage of Scripture is by far the, um, the, the strongest and most uh, beautiful passage of Scripture in the whole of the Bible. That's how significant Luther would say this passage is. Uh, other theologians would say that this particular passage is the analogy, is what they call it, um, and it's the analogy of Adam and Jesus and, and the roles they have played individually uh, in, uh, in both condemning and redeeming this planet respectively. So all that to say, let's dive in and read this passage together. Romans 5 verse 12 to 21. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as Adam did, who is a pattern of the one to come. 
But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? You keeping up with me? Good. Uh, Verse 18. Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as though... Just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, the many will be made righteous. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through the righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, uh, hopefully you're still with me. Um, I think at that point, we probably should stop and pray. God, I thank you for this passage of scripture that um, can seem like a tongue twister, a mind bender. But Lord, I pray over the next few minutes, you will just help us all get a greater sense of clarity around what it is that uh, you are teaching us in this passage. We thank you for this in Jesus name. Amen. Um, I want to start by just recalling um, a significant date, which was September 24th, 1984. I was three years old at the time, so I don't remember this event in history, um, but thankfully the history books have recorded it for all of us to enjoy many years on. Um, what happened on this date is a lady by the name of Vicki Nelson, who was ranked 93 in the world at the time, and a lady named Jean Hepner, who was ranked 172 in the world, had a game of professional tennis in, uh, in America. Now, what happened is during that match, they engaged in a 29-minute, 643-shot rally that to this date still stands as the longest rally in professional tennis history. Let me say that again. One point took them 29 minutes and consisted of 643 shots. That's incredible. The whole match... Uh, went on to go for six hours and 31 minutes. Uh, It's just astonishing that these athletes can go for so long. But back to that one point, 29 minutes, 643 shot rally. Like, could you just imagine the, um, like the crowd, like imagine being in that arena at that time, watching that point get played for the better part of half an hour, and you're just looking at the ball go back and forth. At least if you're in the crowd, you could lift your eyes and, and distract and look around at the stadium and see what's happening and get other people's uh, reactions and you know, maybe stretch your neck a little bit. But if you're the umpire, like you've got to have an eagle eye on every shot the whole time because the next shot could be the point-winning shot. And so I'm just thinking, like, imagine the umpire just in his chair, just like so acutely aware of what is going on for 29 minutes for 643 consecutive shots. Oh my gosh, it does my head in. And that's how I see this passage of scripture in Romans. This, this is how I see Romans 5, 12 to 21 play out. It's, it's like a really long rally and there's shot for shot, 
back and forth. And in one side of the court, you've got Adam. And with Adam is sin and condemnation. And on the other side of the court is Jesus. And with Jesus comes uh, salvation and justification. And uh, so here in these few passages, Paul is providing this tennis match of back and forth. And so I want to show you what I mean um, by going through this text back and forth. So here we go. I'm going to use my little friend, the tennis ball, to help us with this analogy. So verse 12, Adam hits, sin enters the world through Adam's trespass. And then verse 15, Jesus, the gift of salvation, is not like the trespass that Adam committed. Then verse 15, many died because of Adam's trespasses. Okay, then verse 15 again, how much more did the grace, the gift of salvation by God's grace overflow to the many? And then the counterpunch is the judgment followed Adam's sin and brought condemnation. Okay, well then, the gift of salvation followed many trespasses and brought justification. So, then by one trespass, Adam's sin, death reigned. Verse 17, then those who receive God's abundance of grace through the gift of righteousness will reign in life. Hits it back again. So because of Adam's sin, all mankind was condemned in verse 18. Because of one act of righteousness, justification brought life for all mankind. And then in verse 19, because of one man's disobedience, all were made sinners. And then verse 18, verse 19 again, because of one man's obedience, many were made righteous. And then the law was added and trespasses increased, verse 20, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. And then back we go in sin uh, reigned in death. And then here comes the, the biggest hit, the biggest slog is verse 21. Grace reigns through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And with that last hit, that last swing, that last point, Paul rams home the fact that grace reigns through righteousness, which brings eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And by the end of chapter 5, we see this crescendo where it is game, set and match. Jesus defeats death. He holds up the trophy of salvation so that anyone who might believe in him will not have to encounter the uh, the, the, the suffering that comes with disconnection with God, that there's no, there's no longer this um, uh, 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 I've had a mind blank. Um, condemnation. There it is. Lucky we're pre-recording this, right? So we can just edit that out. Um, uh, no longer does that exist for those who are in Christ. We have been saved, set free, justified and made righteous. So this passage really is about like the power of one. Um, and, and through history, we've seen the power of one person. I think of people like Martin Luther King and the power of one man to change so much of history. Um, Mother Teresa, my goodness, the power of one right there. Um, Will, William Wilberforce in regards to slavery, the power of one man. Um, I just w finished watching uh, The Last Dance on Netflix and, and, and reliving my uh, glory days of basketball, looking at the life and, and career of Michael Jordan. And one man changed the face of a sport in, in a few short years and took it from becoming just a localized American sport to a massive global empire. Like the power of one is incredibly important. And we see this in these verses. 
Um, over 12 times, Paul um, repeats himself about the one, through the one man, through the one sin, through the one act of disobedience, through the one act of righteousness, through the one man Jesus. Like there's this theme over and over again in these passages about the one. He is constantly repeating himself. And so in, in this passage, we see that through the one man, Adam, sin entered the world and with it brought judgment, condemnation and death to all people. Cheers, Adam. Thanks for that, bro. But then through the one man, Jesus, grace enters the world and with him comes the free gift of salvation and justification. There is this power of one at play right here in these short passages of Scripture. And so it's, it's no wonder that, um, that Luther would say about this passage that it, that it, is, it is unequal uh, in all of Scripture, with its triumphal um, undertones of what Jesus has done for us. It is so incredibly huge and significant. Um, I want to finish with this little, this little word picture, because I think it's really important to understand the power of one and, and to see the significance of the life we have because of Jesus. And this mental picture, this, this, this little word picture is this, is that um, Adam, the one man, was a thief who was cast out of paradise and Jesus, the one man, turned to the thief on the cross and said, Today you will be with me in paradise. And so through one man, Adam, sin and death entered the world. And through one man, Jesus, he made everything right and fixed the wrongs that entered the world with him. And he is like the second Adam who, who would not just not damage everything, but fix everything. And so... Um, I, as we close this morning, I don't want this to just be a Bible study or a theological lesson. I want it to, 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 to sink down into everyday life. And so whenever you feel guilt or shame or whenever you feel like less than or you're not worthy, whenever you're tormented by thoughts of worthlessness because of sin, and that's what sin does. It makes us feel shame, makes us feel guilt, it makes us feel worthless or less than. I want us to remember in those moments the power of one. And not even in those moments, even in moments where life is going well, remember the power of one. There is one who is trying to have power over you to make you feel guilt and shame. But there is also one who is trying to give you power to set you free from guilt and shame and accomplished all of that on the cross for you and for me to give us a brand new life. There is the power of one. And we can choose by default to live this life of sin that we inherited from Adam and our forefathers all throughout history, or we can choose to live our life by design and be grafted into a new way of living into the kingdom of God by having faith in Jesus and trusting in Him that now He has made right what history has proven to be wrong, which is the sinfulness of man. And so as we close this morning, I just want to encourage us all to remember the power of one. Remember the life that, that one man, Jesus, has, has set up for us to have and that if we trust Him and follow Him, the promises that we are co-heirs with Him in, in what all of heaven has for us. So as we close, let me pray for you this morning. Jesus, I thank you for every person uh, watching this message today. Lord, I thank you for this passage. Lord, it, it can be complex and it can be a little bit uh, unclear, but I, I pray today that we would just learn from this passage that you know, sin entered the world through one man. And, and Jesus, one man, redeemed all of that so that we can have a full relationship with you, God the Father. 
And so today, for anyone who's watching this message, God, I just pray that uh, if they don't know you, if they haven't chosen to follow you, if they're living by default in the sin of this world, that they would choose today to live by design by following after you. Lord, I pray that your grace that abounds would set them free and capture their hearts today. Lord, would you bless us in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.